Thank God. He have kingdom. Kingdom. Praise God. Uh, thank you, Lord. I want you to turn with me where we've been starting every, every week, Hebrews chapter 1. Powerful thing that God's speaking to us. Hebrews chapter 1. His Word. The Word. There is an emphasis right now on the Declaration. And I believe that's, uh, I believe since Carolyn started this year off by talking about that. Well, she tried to talk about it. She, she, she kept trying to teach that lesson, but Holy Spirit kept, kept directing her to speak to people. And, but uh, thank God for the Word, the Declaration. There's power in the Declaration. Matter of fact, next Saturday night, one of the things the Lord told me Friday morning, I got up and I said, God, how, as soon as I got up, I hadn't listened to news. You know, I, I don't stay up on the media and all that kind of stuff. I'm not glued to the TV. I, I get little snippets here and there. But as soon as I got up Friday morning, the Holy Spirit said this, there's going to be an attempt to overthrow and, and to restrict the church. And I thought, Wow. And so I started praying about that. I started talking to Sister Carolyn, Sister Chuck, you know, started saying, hey, you know what, have you heard about this, what's going on? And the Holy Spirit uh, told me that we were going to have to, uh, we're going to have to stand against this thing and rise up because uh, that there was going to be an attempt to limit and restrict the church. And so later that day, Sister Carolyn sent me a note and said, Pastor, it's already happening. And I didn't realize that, that it would, had been announced on the news, but um, as, as long, you know, right now seems like just a, a move of wisdom for people not to gather, you know, large crowds together and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we've got to pray against this and stand against it because it could become a, a uh, stepping stone of, of starting to restrict and limit and put limitations on uh, people gathering for worship. And that's what Holy Spirit told me. The news didn't tell me that. Holy Spirit told me that. And that this was going to be tried to be used as a weapon to uh, overthrow and to take freedoms and restrict. Uh, and so we're going to take a stand against that. And I, I begin to say, Holy Spirit, what, what should we do to respond to this? And so next Saturday night, we're at 6 o'clock. We're going to be gathering here, and, and we're going to worship. We're going to pray, and we're going to declare the Word of God. Amen. We're merging. A lot of times we have worship services, and then we have prayer services, and then we have preaching services. And uh, so next Saturday night, we're going to merge everything together, and we're going to be praying, worshiping, and declaring the Word. Amen. And uh, just a seamless flow of, of worship, prayer, and the Word. And that's how we're going to respond. And I, I just encourage everyone to be here. Amen. If we'll have hand sanitizer at the door, whatever you need. Amen. We'll even spray you down with Lysol if you want us to. We'll, we'll do that. But uh, we're going to be gathering here, and we're going to worship and just declare that Jesus is Lord, and the church is alive and well, and we're going we're gonna to continue. Amen. There is an amazing move of the Spirit of God taking place right now across this nation, and it's starting in, in the prayer room, and it's been building and building and building, and uh, last, last Wednesday morning and 6 o'clock prayer, as we were praying, the Holy Spirit spoke this to me, and I, I, I shared it with, with those who were there. The Holy Spirit spoke this to me, that, it's, that he is calling the intercessors out of the back room of the church. And he said, well, this is the word that, that came to me, 
to the intercessors, welcome to the sunlight. Welcome to the sunlight. Amen. There is a revival, a move of God taking place. It's starting. The, the prayer is no longer, you know, something that people dread and come and, and, and it's, it's no longer laborious and, and, and stuff. And I got to pray two hours and I got, you know, oh man, this is hard. Oh no, this is a time where prayer is becoming the most exciting thing you can be a part of. And, and you can pray for hours and not even know it because there is a move, there's a presence, there's a, a igniting of the Spirit of God in the hearts of people to cause us to begin to call upon the name of the Lord, to worship, to declare the Word of God. There's, a, there's an anointing that is coming upon the body of Christ that is causing us to ride, go forward and step forward and speak the word and call forth for the presence of God to invade this place, to invade this planet, and to invade this nation with the presence of God. And we're seeing that, and it's happening, and we will not be distracted. We will not be shut down. We will not be told we can't do it because you can't restrict prayer. You can't restrict the fire of God, and you can't stop the move of God that's taking place in the hearts of people. You can try to restrict it, and it'll erupt right in your face. Amen. That wasn't my message. I'm not, I'm not even to my message yet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this has been going on for two days. By myself, I've been, I've been thinking, man, I need, I need some people to talk to. I got to talk to somebody, amen. I've been, I've been about to wear myself out, amen. I've, I've been preaching and shouting and, and saying amen, amen. Come on, somebody. I preach for a few minutes, then turn around and say, come on, preacher. Preach it. <laughs> come on, preach it. Glory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is there's such an anticipation that's growing in the body of christ right now and we're gonna we're, we're gonna realize what that's about amen there are some breakthroughs that are coming that are just going to be monumental but they're going to be only the people with the with the eyes of god are going to see it because everybody else is going to be focused on 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 what seems to be going wrong oh come on somebody they're going to be focused on the storm, but I'm looking out across the waves because my Lord and Savior's coming to me. He's about to walk out across this troubled water and meet us out in the middle in the boat, and he's going to say, peace, be still, and we're going to be on the other side just like that. There is a presence of God that is, that are, oh, come on, somebody. I'm not watching the storm. I'm not looking at the waves. I'm not worried about the wind. I'm looking for the power of God that's on top of it and is coming forth. We're going to see it with our own eyes. <laughs> where, where am I at? <laughs> Have I read this yet? <laughs> Woo! You should have been here Friday. Oh my goodness. Woo! I did some of the best singing I've ever done Friday. I was here all by myself. Man, I had a time. I sung in every language known to man. <laughs> Amen. God. Well, that's it. That's 
Why go, <laughs> why go any further? Amen. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past of the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken, hallelujah, by it to us, by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who be in the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, set down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Hallelujah. By himself purged our sins. Hallelujah. Set down at the right hand of majesty on high. Hallelujah. Thank God we have a representative in heaven. Glory. The word of his power. We've been talking about this for quite a while. The word of his power. The word power also means dominion. And so we could say it like this. He upholds everything by the word that proceeds out of his dominion. Now, we can talk about power, but when you talk about dominion, dominion means an established authority that is in control. Amen. Grab hold of that. An established authority that is in control. So, so God, the word came forth and upholds all things by the word of his established authority, dominion, the dominion of God. Hallelujah. He's still, he's still creating. They, they can't even find the end of this thing. Amen. They, they, they got telescopes now they can find. They, they see that the, the, the uh, atmosphere is enlarging. Just, you know, the universes are universe after universe after universe after universe. And you can hold your thumb up like this, and you're, you're, covering, you're covering thousands of, of galaxies that, that's out there. And God's still creating, and, and, and he's still making. And yet now they're beginning to, real, beginning to say that they're beginning to realize that all, everything is connected. All the galaxies are all connected, like, like with these, um, these energy ropes and you know all this guy and isn't it amazing as we try to figure this thing out and we're, we're thinking okay you know where, where's God at how far do you have to go to get to heaven what you don't understand is heaven's all around us amen heaven is all around us it's not it's not just some place you know it's not a park somewhere that you go and, and visit. Heaven is all around us. We are enveloped by heaven, by God, by, by his presence. Right now, all around us is an invisible world, that things that are not seen, that, that have made things that are seen. And we, we live in this world where, where spirit is the most dominant thing there is. We think this flesh is the most dominant thing, but no, the spirit world is the most dominant thing that there is. And the spirit realm, when you study the, the operation of the spirit realm, angels, demons, God, Satan, all it's a very legal, authoritative uh, structure. Matter of fact, the, the demons and angels have to abide by a very strict legal rule, and, and we are under that. And in the Old Testament, you can read and see how that legal authority, when the people of God would go against God, then legal authority over them would shift from God to the enemy, to the devil. 
And then when they would come back to God, then that would give God legal right to bring the people back under blessing. And you see that in the Old Testament. But there is a power that we are under today that is so amazing. And it is, the, it is called grace because grace usurps authority over legal right and everything the devil tries to do to you or try to try to do to this planet try to do the church is overridden by this thing called grace (laughs) we america deserves judgment if you take if you would take america to court we would be found guilty But I got to tell you something. There is a church that's praying. There's a God that oversees things. There's a Savior sitting at the right hand of the Father. And as we call upon the grace of God, grace supersedes and overthrows legal right and brings us out of the power of the devil and brings us into the grace of God. And the angels are crying, grace, grace. God is crying, grace, grace. The blood is crying, grace, grace. And we are under a move of God today, not because we deserve it, not because it's legal, but because grace has superseded the charges against us. Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo! I try hard to be dignified. Grace has overthrown legal right. When the devil brings charges against you, Jesus steps up and says, that's right, he's guilty, but I abolish the charges. By the grace of God, I remove the charges. Hallelujah. And I've heard a lot of people declaring judgment against this nation, saying God has to judge this nation and things like that. But i got to tell you something. It's time for the church to shut that stuff up, and it's time for us to rise up and start calling on grace and mercy and revival. There is still time. God is moving. We still have time for a revival. We still have time for a move of God. We still have time to see the power and demonstration of the Spirit of God. If not for the grace of God, the book of Revelations would have already been fulfilled. But we are under the grace of God because there's still a church and still a people that believe and are calling on God and God answers the prayers of his people if my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face then will I hear from heaven I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land hallelujah we are in a healing process right now it might not look like it but there's a healing process taking place across this nation there's a power that is moving that's bringing healing to people's lives it's not what it looks like to the natural eye it's what God says it is Hallelujah. Dominion. The word power means force, strength, might, and manifested power. It's not just power, it's manifested power. Thank God for his manifested power. Demonstrated, made obvious in the book of James chapter 1. Hallelujah. Book of James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift... And every perfect gift is from above, 
and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that he might be a, be a kind, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Now, there's a couple of things I want to point out in this. It says that he is the father of lights in whom there is no shadow, no variance, or shadow of turning. That means that there is no eclipse to the light of God. There is no obstruction to the light of God. When, when there's a shadow, there's a shadow behind me right now, and it's because the light's over here. But I'm blocking a certain amount of the light, a whole lot more than I used to. <laughs> but I'm blocking a certain amount of the light and throwing a shadow. But this verse says that he is the father of lights, and in him... There is no variance of his light. There is no shadow of turning. In other words, the light's not just here. The light's here, and the light's here, the light's here, the light's here, the light's here. It is omnipresent light. It is a light that cannot be put out and cannot be shut down. The light of God is shining. He is the Father of lights. In whom, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, and of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. Praise God. Brought us forth by the word of truth. I want to, in, in the book of Hebrews, in the Amplified Bible, I want to read what verse 3 says. says, he is the sole expression of the glory of God, the light being the outrain or radiance of the divine. Hallelujah. He is the sole expression of the glory of God, which means the light being or the outrain or radiance of the divine. Hallelujah. That's pretty powerful. Amen. Jesus is the expression, the sole expression of his radiance, of his outshining. The, the glory of God is, is a glory. It's a radiance. It's a, it's a demonstration of the presence of God. And so he is the radiance of the divine, and he is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power. Praise God. He is the, he is the light being. Jesus was a light being. There was no darkness in him. Amen. Everywhere Jesus went, people got lightened. They got enlightened. The Pharisees got enlightened. I got I to gotta teach this. Man, This, this gasoline is wanting just to explode. <laughs> Woo! The light being outraged, the radiance. <laughs> yeah. John chapter 1. 
Turn with the book of John, chapter 1. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. John, chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines into the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming in to the world. We, me and Sister Betty used to sing a song that I was going over in my head yesterday. We should have got with Bow and sung it, but it's, it's called There's Not Enough Darkness to Put Out the Light. Amen. There's not enough darkness to put out the light. What the Word of God is telling us here is that God himself is light. He doesn't have to try to turn on the light. He doesn't have to try to find the light. He is the light. And when, when Jesus came into the world, he was the illumination. He was the light of God, the radiance of the glory of God, and he brought forth light. Everywhere Jesus went, darkness fled from him, and light came. Amen. Light came. One of the, one of the things that we have got to start grabbing hold of right now as a church, if we're going to receive what God has for us, we're going to have to begin to get in our heart, establish the fact that darkness cannot overcome the light of God. Amen. We, we are living in a day where the radiance of Jesus Christ is shining brighter than the darkness of the devil, and he is, it is breaking and dispersing the darkness. We might think that we're living in bad days, but i got to tell you something. There, there is a movement that is coming up from the ground, up from underneath. It is beginning to move from the very base of Christianity, and it's beginning to flow upward. Amen. Hallelujah. This is not going to be a flash movement. This is not going to be a surface manifestation. What we are moving into right now is a, is a foundational move of God. A transforming foundational move of God. Hallelujah. We're, we're seeing it. See, when darkness moves in, light takes over. I've, I might have told you, I, I forget who I tell what. But um, <laughs> we, um, where's Matt? Matt? Matt was here a while ago. He's down in the kids' church. We, he told me here a while back, he said, Pastor, he said, there have been so many ministries that have, that have sprung up in this area reaching out to uh, those that are addicted to drugs and all kinds of life-controlling issues, and it's because the light answered the call of darkness. We have gone from, we have gone from uh, two to three overdoses a week to one a month. That's what Matt told me the other day. From two to three a week to one a month. That's because light began to invade the darkness, and we're, we're beginning to see it. And it's increasing, it's increasing, it's increasing. And we're going to see it continue to increase. Amen. This will not, 
This will not be, this area will not be known as the methamphetamine capital of the United States. This area is going to be known as the restoration capital of the United States. Amen. We're going to see lives restored and, uh, and healing in, in people's lives and people's bodies. They might as well get used to it. The, 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 the uh, aldermen and the, Brans, the people of Branson might as well wrap themselves around this. The Chamber of Commerce might as well just submit to this and yield to it. Branson is going to become the healing and restoration capital of this area, of this whole region. We're going to see it. God's raising it up, putting together. He's going to start linking people together. There's, there's a lot of fragmented ministries right now, but I believe that they're going to start linking together, and this is going to become a powerful place. Hallelujah. Where people come knowing that there's restoration in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, thank God. So we, we see the light of God that is invading. Now that light comes through us now. We, we've talked about the fact that he, he spoke in times past. His word created all things. And then his word through the prophets, his word through Jesus, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Beniah talked about the word coming through us and changing lives, the word manifesting in our lives. And that's what we're going to have to begin to realize. The light that God is sending is coming through the people of God, the radiance of your presence, the radiance of your word, the word spoken, fitly spoken, is like apples of gold and vessels of silver. The Word of God is going to begin to grow stronger and stronger and stronger in the body of Christ, and we're going to begin to see the results of the Word. Preaching is going to go to a new level. Pastors and ministers are going to begin to see the Word in a whole different way and begin to declare it, and there's going to be a power and a demonstration in the Word, and we're going to, we're going to enjoy the light of the gospel, and we're not going to be afraid to invade the darkness any longer. Amen. You have the ability to invade darkness. You are the light. You know, last time we was down in, in Houston, I, I had the time of my life. That's, I, that's, like, that's like a kid in a candy store to me. When I get to minister to people that are unchurched and, and uh, you know, the, just off the streets and things like that, I, I, I'm, it's, it's like I get so excited because it's fresh meat. I mean, I'm, you know, I, these, these people are... These people are, you know, you, I've got something I can give them. And, and God's, gonna, God's about to open the door and, and let them peek in to see what the kingdom of God, what they're missing. This is the kingdom of God. Hey, get a look. Amen. Look at this. Woo! <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Light invades darkness. We was down there, and, and I, I got to speak at, at what they call street church. Martin and Kim have done an amazing job for the last 20-some years. They have street church every Wednesday night, and, and they feed people, they, and they, they say they worship, they preach the Word, they minister to people, they take care of their needs, and, and, and they've done this for 20-some for years. And we were, we were down there, and thank God we've got to be a part of that from the very beginning. But when, when we were down there, I spoke, you know, I'm here and all the people sitting out there, and most Christianese would, would uh, interpret this as we're here, they're there, and they got to come to us. 
you know, all right, we're, we're, the, we're the church. See us shine. Come on, cross the line. Oh, that's not, that's not what Jesus did. Amen. I, call, I had an altar call. People came forward. We ministered to people, but I couldn't stand it. I didn't want to be up there, and so I made my way through the people and just went out where everybody was sitting, back out in the dark where there wasn't much light, and I just got out there and started introducing myself to people and giving them words, just speaking in their lives things that I, that I don't know but God knew and speaking in their life, and, and there was, I would see tears start running down their face, and God would open the door and let them peek in and say, hey, God loves you. God wants to see this. God knows who you are. He knows where you're at. Manifestation. We don't have to have them come to us. You know, like Benai was saying, when God would tell him to, to speak to somebody, his, his first thought was, we're not in church. Isn't that the way we are? We're not in church. Oh, yeah, you are. Church is wherever you're at. Amen. You bring, you bring the church. Glory. You are the church. Amen. So church is wherever you're at. We can speak life into the darkness and watch the darkness penetrate the light penetrate that darkness and see people change by the power of God because of the light of God he is the light he shines out in the darkness I'll never forget some of you heard this before because some of y'all been here a long time because I've been here a long time and we all know each other and you know, one person told me one time, said, Have, do you realize how many times I've heard those stories? They aren't you blessed? <laughs> you are just blessed. And then I told him, I said, you know what? You know how you can stop hearing my stories? Go ahead and start making some of yours. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Let's hear some of your stories. But I was 27 years old. Uncle Earl Blancett, my wife's uncle, who passed this church for 16 years, he was 72 years old. He said that he was just like me, just turned around backwards. And he, he was feisty. I mean, he was feisty. And we were, we were over in, in uh, Wheelerville. Does anybody know where Wheelerville is? It's over by Crane, Galena. What's that other place? Hmm. Jim grew up out there. Anyway, we were out in the middle of a cow pasture in, a little, in what they called a brush arbor meeting. They had these posts stuck up and had brush piled on top of it. Still had the rocks, the bugs, the cow droppings, everything was still there. And we were holding a revival in the middle of this field, and there was over 200 people a night showing up out in the middle of this cow pasture. Tremendous time. And we, we preached for three weeks. Went on for three weeks. I would preach two nights. Earl would preach two nights. I'd preach two nights. Earl preached two nights. And that's what we did over and over for, for three weeks. And just experiencing a real move of God. People being saved and, and just a wonderful time. But one of the things that stood out to me more than anything is one night Earl, Pastor Earl Blancett, was preaching and all of a sudden, he stopped. And he said, sir, 
you that's sitting out there on that car hood in the dark, you don't think anybody knows you're there, but God knows you're there. Of course, being the curious person I was, I got up and I'm, I'm looking. You can't see anything. You can't even see the cars out there. It's dark. I mean, you know what it's like being under light and looking out in the dark. And I was looking out there, and I thought, how's he seeing him? And he said, God knows where you're at. You're sitting on the car hood. You didn't want to come in, but God's there. He's on the car hood with you. And he said, God's talking to you. And right now, he's calling you to salvation. And he said, I'm going to stand right here. And you're going to come out of darkness. Oh, come on, somebody. We can speak into the darkness. He said, I'm going to stand right here and wait. Because God's pulling you. God's talking to you. And I was standing there, and of course I was young, and I, was, I got nervous. I thought, oh man, I hope he didn't bite off morning chew here. You know, I hope, hope this works. You know, I had those thoughts going, you know, sometimes you're man of faith and power, other times you're pacing flower. It just, you know, you just never know. Sometimes you think you're just, you're just full of faith, and then, and then something else happens, and you start going, woo, you know. One minute you're on the mountaintop, you know, challenging Jezebel. The next you're in the cave saying, God, just kill me. I'm the only one left. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I'm not the only person here. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Raise the dead one minute and, and have an anxiety attack the next. I mean, you know. But I, I sit there waiting, and he just shut things down, and he just stood there waiting. He said, I'm going to wait for you to come because God knows where you're at. And pretty soon, here come a figure walking in out of the dark. This man walks underneath that brush arbor, walks right up to Brother Earl, and gives his life to the Lord right there. God saw him in the darkness. God saw him in the darkness, and he spoke the word into the darkness. The word of truth penetrated the darkness and changed that life. Hallelujah. Oh, what an amazing God. What an amazing God. When he, we, we, don't, we think, well, it's, it's up to me. No, you just got to be a vessel. You need to quit thinking, I got to do this. You don't have to do this. You got to let God do it. God's the only one that can do it. We're always waiting for preconceived ideas, and, and, and God, you know, God will begin to prompt us, go talk to somebody, and, and we want God to play out the whole scenario for us before we go. That ain't going to happen. Most of the time, you just walk up there and open your mouth, and, and, and you're wondering what's going to happen just like everybody else, you know? It's just like, okay, you don't know, but the Word is speaking into darkness today. Amen. Matter of fact, matter of fact, the, the word is declaring into darkness all over this nation, all around this world. The word is going out, and it is it is impacting the powers of darkness 
Come on, somebody. It's time we quit thinking, well, it's just our little group and we're not doing anything. When you speak the word, when we make declarations, it, impa it impacts spiritual wickedness in high places. It dethrones the powers that are above us. It dethrones those that are against us. And God takes control, and he's waiting for the church to stand up and begin to say what's going to happen. You say, we're waiting on God. No, God's waiting on us. He's waiting on us to stand up and start declaring what's going to happen. Amen. That's why lately I've been, every once in a while I'll say, listen, let's stand up. Now just start saying what you want to see God do. Start declaring what you want to see God do. Because he's waiting on us to declare it. Amen. When the, when the devil's trying to steal my sons, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, cry out and pray for God to save them, I would, I, would, I would declare who they are. I spoke who they were. When I prayed, I would say, God, I thank you that my sons are, are mighty men of God. They're full of the Spirit of God. They are redeemed by the power of God. I didn't, I didn't go around crying about the things that have happened. I declared what was going to happen. And I would declare it to them. Sometimes after we got, had some really in, intense encounters, intense fellowship, and, and Dad would dress them down, I mean, line them out, I never ended that without saying, this is who you are. And I would declare who they were. This is what God made you to be. This is not who you are. Your actions are not what God called you to do. This is who you are. And I would declare who they were. As people of God, we've got to start speaking and declaring what's going to happen. I'm not going to stand up and say, oh, God's going to have to judge this nation. I'm going to stand up and say, oh, God's redeeming this nation. This nation is being saved. We have leaders coming that are, that are, going, to, that are going to change this nation. we got people rising up. There's a move of God happening right now. Hallelujah. I declare over this church that it's going to become the very definition of what God envisions it to be. I declare that we are going to have the destiny that God called us to do. We're going to fulfill his will in everything that he wants us to do. We're going to be the people that God wants us to be. We're going to do the things that God wants us to do. We have the power and anointing of God on our lives. We are going to disperse the fragrance of God in this place. I declare that the gifts and callings of God that we need are being raised up and brought in at this very moment. When I'm here praying by myself, and that's a, I've done that for years, I've been a hermit in prayer. I've been enjoying these prayer meetings so much because I'm finally out of the cave. I'm I mean, I've spent so much time in dark rooms 
declaring things and praying and to the point that when I would come out, I, there, I've, I don't know why, this isn't even my nature, but in the last several years, I've spent so much time in pitch black rooms just waiting on God and praying and seeking God. And when I'd come out of there after being in there for a few hours, three, four, five, sometimes eight hours, I would come out of there and I, I couldn't see because the light was too much. I'd been in the darkness, but I got to tell you something. It's not that way anymore. We're, we're getting our eyes adjusted. Welcome to the sunlight. We're getting our eyes adjusted. Hallelujah. We're coming out of the back rooms. We're coming out of the darkness. But when I'm here by myself praying, I declare what's happening. I declare what God's doing. I speak it. I'm not asking God for a move. I'm, I'm declaring it's happening. I'm getting an agreement with him. Hallelujah. There's so many things in my spirit, I just don't know if, I, if it's right for me to release them. I'm just, I'm just I got to wait on God. Hallelujah. Welcome to the sunlight. Welcome to the sunlight. The word came forth. Hallelujah. Out of darkness. In the Amplified Bible, it says that the darkness has no, has never overpowered the light. What it says that the darkness did not comprehend it, and the light shines on in the darkness, and the darkness has never overpowered it. This is an Amplified Bible. The darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or absorbed it, or appropriated it, and is unreceptive to it. But the darkness has never overpowered the light. We got to realize that we have possession of something that's never been overcome. Amen. Nobody ever overcame Jesus. When he died on the cross, it was willingly. Because when the, when the soldiers come to get him in the garden, they said, we're looking for Jesus. And he said, I am he, and they fell down as dead men. I mean, Jesus had to resurrect him so they could take him and crucify him. He had to give them authority. Jesus had to empower them to arrest him. There's not enough darkness to put out the light. This word came forth from his power, dominion, the place of radiant light from the Father of lights where there is no shadow or eclipse of his light, the word of truth of his own will. Everybody say of his own will. He brought us forth out of the darkness. By the word of truth, he brought us forth. By his own will, he did that. And, and out of the darkness and ignorance into the radiance. I just got to read what I got wrote down here because we're, we got to get on here, okay? But I got to read this. Praise God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this out here. Came out of the darkness and ignorance into the radiance and purity of his nature, rending the veil of separation, overpowering the lies and deceptions, penetrating our hearts and minds with his, with his creation power, creative word, upholding word, creation upholding word you getting what i'm talking about he brought us forth by his creation upholding word 
his shadow-dispersing word, his sickness-eradicating word, his devil-evicting word, his life-changing word, blind, deaf, and lame healing word. When he spoke to leprosy, it fled. When he spoke to the storm, it calmed. When he cursed the fig tree, it died. When he blessed the loaves and fishes, they multiplied. When he spoke to the dead, they got up with, with his word, the word of truth proceeding from his power and dominion according to his own will. He brought us forth. We are brought forth today because God wants us. I don't know about you, but that is amazing to me. God wants us. Amen. I put a little post on Facebook this last week that said, when God put a call on our lives, he factored in our stupidity. <laughs> oh, what a, what a comfort. What a comfort. God knew what he was getting. I, I tell him all the time, God, you knew what you was getting when you called me. Amen. You knew what you was getting. Amen. And, and he, he, chose, he called me anyway. He chose me. Why? Because he ain't afraid. He can handle anything I can throw at him. Amen. Every stupid move I make, he's, he, he's got an answer for it. He's already prepared. He knows it. Amen. He's got that factored in. Okay. Praise God. <laughs> There's been times I've, I've went to God and said, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my. <laughs> And God's like, it's okay. You know, <laughs> I knew you when I called you. <laughs> some, I've made, some of, the, I've made some, some of the biggest blunders. Oh, my goodness. If I don't care, if, I, if I'm not careful, sometimes I still blush over things I did 20 years ago. <laughs> It'll come through my mind, and the first thing I think is, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Why? Why? How did you put up with me? How do you put up with me today? But God wants us. By the word of his truth, by the word of truth, he called us out. Hallelujah. He called us out by the word of truth, his illumination. Stand with me if you would today. Sister Val, come on, bring that hanky. Let's throw it. She started, she started talking about them old, you know, old-time church ladies with the hankies, and Sister Marcia brought her about three of them so she could, amen, wave that thing. Hallelujah. Wave that thing. We are declaring victory today in the name of Jesus, not defeat. We are not succumbing to the wiles of the devil. We're not going to let a virus shut us down. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I understand that sometimes you've got to distance yourself. You know, I, sometimes, sometimes when people sneeze all over me, I think they should have distanced themselves just a little bit. You know what I'm talking about. Or when somebody does one of these, <coughs> how you doing? You know, all of a sudden I believe in social distancing. Oh, I'm doing just fine. Shh. 
But this, this term social distancing has bothered me. It's come out during this time, and I realize I'm, I, I fully understand when, when germ viruses are going around, we need to protect ourselves. We need to, we need to not try to spread it around. But this term bothers me because I'm afraid it's going gonna, it's gonna to get power attached to it. It's called social distancing. We are distant enough as, as a society. Most people today hide behind their phones and they think they have friends. You don't have any friends. Amen. The only friends you got are the ones that you can, you can associate with and look them in the eye. The ones that you can irritate each other and they stay with you. Amen. If you can't, if you can't take somebody irritating you, then then you're never going to have good relationships because you're going to you're going to irritate each other from time to time. Amen. One of the, one of the biggest things that we need today in the church is is to learn how to accept one another in the state we're in. We encourage one another. Iron sharpens iron. I understand that. But we need to get rid of the critical, hateful attitudes that separate people. You do not have a throne of judgment to sit on to judge everything that people say and everything they do. In this time, if, if, you, if you come upon somebody that, that's sick and they say, oh, you know, uh, don't, I don't want to shake your hand. I've got, got the flu or I'm sick. Don't stand there and lecture them about the power of God. Pray for them. Amen. Say, well, here, let me pray for you. Don't start telling them how much faith they should have. Goodness. That just burns me up. When I, when I went down 11 years ago, whatever it was, when I started trying to get back up, I had so many people come and tell me what I needed to do to get back up and then walk off and not pray for me. Just lecture me. I spent a lot of time saying, God, forgive me <laughs> for all the years I did that because now I know what it's like. Just stop and pray for them. Just just. Let the compassion of God come out through you and pray for him. Amen. Declare it. Because we don't need more social distancing. We need the body of Christ to come together. I got to tell you, a prayer meeting with everybody FaceTiming, or whatever that is, is that what they call it? FaceTiming? You know? It's just not, it's just not the same. Praise God. We can't let Lucy or Alexis or whoever her name is do our praying for us. What are there? Whatever that thing in your house that you speak to it, it talks back to you. That's right. Amen. Amen. We've gotten to a we've gotten to a time where we're we're everything we're wanting everything else to do everything what we're supposed to be doing 
Amen. Praise God. I, I, Damon showed me the other day that we have this, this uh, individual called Echo in the church now. And all I have to do is walk in and say, Echo, turn the lights on. And it turns, it turns the lights on. Only problem is it won't do what I tell it to do. I don't need my car to drive itself for me. I don't need my pickup to back up my trailer. Amen. Don't need my car to park itself for me. I don't need I don't need a computer to do my work for me when it comes to companionship or or work or talking with somebody. You, you understand what I'm saying? We as we as individuals, especially as a church, we can't allow the society we live in to drive us apart and break the, the unity and the bond that we have together. Amen. Praise God. Now, like I said, I realize when viruses are going around and stuff that, you know, we need to fist bump one another, whatever. I don't know anybody right now with coronavirus, so, so if, I, if I know somebody, then, then I might get a little more worried. But, but right now, as far as I know, none of y'all have, have the coronas. And... So thank you for coming. I didn't know if we was going to have a crowd today or not, a congregation, but thank you for coming. Now, how many of you today realize that we have the power to change situations? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for your word right now. I thank you for the word that's coming alive in the hearts of people right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And Lord, I just declare, everybody say this with me. Darkness, you do not have power over the Father of lights. You cannot shut him out. You cannot obstruct him. The light of God is more powerful than all the darkness. Darkness you flee in the face of the light of God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your glory. Thank you for your power right now. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we just break the power of viruses over this congregation. Over those that are listening to us, Lord God. We speak that it will not get a grip, will not take a stronghold in this area, in this region. You are shoved out in the name of Jesus. Lord, we declare that it is shoved out in the name of Jesus. You will not manifest and come to power. Jesus is our power. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for that, Father. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for victory. I thank you for victory. I thank you for victory in the name of Jesus. How many believe there's power in the Word? Power in the Word. Hallelujah. Things that are coming against you right now, situation to deal with, you need to, you need to declare what the Word of God says. You need to get the Word in your heart and in your mind because the enemy is trying to bring discouragement in the middle of this move. If he can get us to stop, that's the only way that it'll stop. But if he can't get us to stop, 
it will not stop. If we have our minds made up, I mean, he will come at you from every direction and try to shut you down. You know, I was sharing with the, the staff earlier that, you know, we have to cover our children. We have to declare over our children because some of the stuff they go through is our fault because we fought some devils and, and the devil goes after our kids to try to discourage us. And so we have to cover our children and bless them. In the last two years, our family's been hit hard. The devil tried to steal my youngest son, but God brought it, God delivered him and set him free. You listening to me? The enemy tried to kill my oldest son, but God healed him and brought him back and saved him. Amen. The neurologist told him he busted his head. And the neurologist told us, told us that he should have died because the emergency room sent him home with his brain bleeding. Blood was coming out his ear. We didn't know that he had a brain bleed. Didn't know it until he went back to the doctor. And the neurologist looked at the stuff and he said, you should be dead. You shouldn't be here. You shouldn't have survived. But he survived. Why? Because there's power in the Word. Power in the Word. Amen. My little granddaughter come down with seriatic arthritis, was in so much pain, had these big sores all over her body. But God healed her, and she's well today because of power in the Word. Amen. My daughter-in-law started having migraine headaches and, and seizures, and the power of God, there's power in the Word. She's delivered and healed today. In the name of Jesus, she's healed. My little grandson last November almost died. He was two days from dying. But in one night, turned around. Lungs full, lungs full of, full of uh, staph infection. How? How does that happen? Running 100, over 108 fever. Starting to have seizures because his fever is so high. But in one night, everything turned around because there's power in the Word. We place our feet on the Word of God, not on ours, not on our ability, not on our faith. We're not, it's not like, oh, I'm a great person of faith. No, I believe in the Word. I believe the Word of God has power. Yeah. That's what we need to establish today. The Word of God has power.